What's up, guys? You're listening to the Colorado Cars and Coffee podcast with me, John, uh, Terry. Hi. Alex. What's going on, guys? Matt. How's it going? And Dan. And Dan's on mute, so I'll be Dan. Hey, guys. I'm Dan. <laughs> uh, let's just drive straight to our uh, breakfast menu of events here. Uh, this week's events are uh, September 18th through the 20th. Uh, looks like we got the Rocky Mountain Rambler 500 in Cripple Creek. Um, September 19th, we got from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pistons and the Pines and Castle Pines. Cast, uh, uh, September 19th at 8.30 a.m., we got Ride Rally and Show at the Motorcycle Depot. And then uh, September 19th at 9 a.m., I guess, is the Cars and Coffee for the motorcycle depot and then september 19th at 3 p.m we got the pharaohs car club cruising which supports first responders which is being held at the trailwinds park and open space um, and of course we got september 19th at 2 p.m hot import nights uh, make sure they use your coupon codes which can be found on our facebook page uh, that's at the colorado springs event center and then we got September 19th at 9 a.m. We've got a Cars and Coffee at Evergreen, 3639 Evergreen Parkway. On September 19th, 10 a.m., we got Show Us Your Chevy at the Boulder County Fair. Um, and then we got September 19th at 8 a.m., uh, Auto Wash Cars and Coffee, 7005 East 46th Avenue. Uh, September 19th at 9 a.m. We got the Super Car Saturday at the Mike Ward dealership. If you're entering, they ask for a $10 minimum donation. On September 19th, we got at 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. We got the September Cruise in at the outlets at Castle Rock. On September 20th at 8 a.m., we got the Street Tuner Mayhem at Vandermeer Speedway. September 20th, 10 a.m., we got the Avance Denver Sunday Drives, which you can find all the details at the Avance Denver Facebook page. Uh, September 20th at 7.30 a.m., we got the Track Attack at the Pikes Peak International Raceway. And then September 20th, we got at 4.30 a.m., the Huberger Event Cruise up to the Street Tuner Mayhem at Vandermeer, which is being held at 434 Garden of the Gods Road. As for our two canceled events, we got the Pikes Peak Airstrip attack at the Colorado Springs Airport. Unfortunately, that's being canceled probably due to pandemic restrictions, as well as the 11th annual Bad Does Good Toy Drive and Car Show that has also been unfortunately canceled. So uh, I guess we'll just move on to our uh, topics for this week. Yeah, I mean, tons of things to this week for sure. Um, I think a couple cool ones through there. I just want to highlight a few of those events, like Pissing in the Pines, always a really good turnout there. Um, obviously, Hot Import Nights, um, we're going to be there for that event, so that'll be pretty cool as well. Um, John has scored a media pass, so that's a <laughs> it's a, it's an official gig. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Do we know if Auto Wash is still on? That one was kind of up in the air. The last one was canceled. They were still still postponing and canceling events. Yeah, we're still trying to find out. So okay. it's kind of tentative right now. And then, of course, just to tag on to Alex, with Supercross Saturday, always a good drawing on there. I know there are some questions because there is a $10 donation because uh, my cord does do charity events. I haven't seen who the specific charity is, but rest assured, their charities are legitimate. Uh, we actually had our charity, uh, Go Baby Go, was sponsored by a Supercar Saturday event. So uh, Steve and I will definitely uh, find out from Mike Ward exactly what the charity is for this weekend for your $10 donation. I thought I saw something about charity of your choice. Yeah, I th- I think they're doing that, but it, it it's kind of unclear, so we just want to get confirmation because there are some questions but i i'm pretty sure matt's right it's kind of like a charity of your choice but it is still a ten dollar suggested donation but that's all the good events so you guys there's quite a few uh for uh what's been happening this year so we all go out there and see some cars and get to be social but also remember to practice that social distancing and wear masks absolutely and wear masks (laughs) masks. appropriate yes exactly (laughs) Perfect. Ooh, and there is an Aventus uh, Denver Drive Sunday. If no one has done any of that, I would just recommend to go out to Aventus's website, which I don't have offhand. So that's how unprepared we just so That's what Google's knows. for. That's what Google's for. And I'm actually a member of that, of Aventus, and I don't have the. <laughs> so whilst I'm Googling this, somebody else can move on so I don't sound like a complete idiot. All right, you ready to get into the topics? Let's do it. First off, um, so I saw this. I actually added this to the doc um, after we had our, our meeting yesterday for it. Um, I saw an advertisement while I was watching the Nuggets win game seven and move on. Um, <clears throat> their Apple TV is doing like TV Plus, Apple TV. What the hell is that service called? Whatever their streaming service is. Apple TV. There you go. Okay, thank you. Um, is doing a show called um, Long Way Up. It's with Ewan McGregor, and it, I just saw a quick ad for it. They're building electric motorcycles and taking them like a cross-country, like Grand Tour style from, from Amazon, you know, the, the Top Gear boys. It just looked really interesting. I'm, I'm kind of stoked to see what that turns into. Ewan McGregor's a pretty fun guy anyways, and then electric motorcycles sounds really interesting. So, Yeah. I'm not an Apple guy, but I might have to figure out how to how to get a subscription to watch that one. I might have one you can borrow. Hell yeah. I'll find <laughs> out because I, I, I was not interested in Apple TV, but I think my parents have it, and I might have to steal it from them just for that show. Yeah, yeah. And just for full disclosure, for the ghost of Steve, Steve Jobs, we're not committing any crime by sharing <laughs> information. <laughs> Matt, I'll go over to your house and we'll social distance with masks on and we'll watch it together. Yeah, and we'll get a six pack or something and we'll sit down. Uh-huh. And watch it. Yeah, we're not uh-huh. breaking any laws. Right, right, exactly. So I I did see that that um, little preview on that last night, Alex. So it was intriguing because there was another was it Mo- motorcycle diaries that he did as well. I think so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just 
forgive me there guys if if i got the name wrong because you know i'm old but i watched that it was really enjoyable so it seems like it's definitely based on on the same principle so it is fun to watch so i think we all should really check it out i might have to acquire an apple tv login can we just get our cars and coffee one yeah we should make a collective we should just make steve do that sounds like a plan to me Charge it to the cars and coffee account yeah who's got the company card right now (laughs) that's where i get my gin Yeah, just the the like back of the cover synopsis here. Uh, actor Owen McGregor and his friend Charlie Borman travel thirteen thousand miles around Central and South America on electric Harley Davidson motorcycles. That sounds dope. I'll watch that every does sound good. of that. It's an electric Harley. Yeah, the blasphemy. That makes it even more interesting. Yeah, that's what we say. That's like sacrilegious. <laughs> A quiet Harley. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. first new motor Harley Davidson had in in thirty years or something, right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't care how what comes of this. I am all about this wave for quiet Harleys. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, looks like the next topic we were talking about uh, needing designs for T-shirts. Yes. So yes, as I think some of our members know, all of you know that Steve and I have posted a couple of times concerning, um trying to get some t-shirts out there uh they're all for charity i think most of you know that steve and i and the rest of the admin staff so you know alex and john and matt and dan and i'll speak for dan yes we're all very in in the charity i mean last last weekend alex and who was all in on that alex it was out it was you steve myself and matt yeah matt and tara who's one of our sponsors was there yeah tara and john and you know they so we really into it and so everything goes to charity everything we do goes to charity so if you have a design and you would like to share that with with us and you know just post it there there are several posts out there we'll probably get up on those posts a couple more times and you know hopefully we'll be able to get it onto a t-shirt design which all profits go to charity so get them out there yeah awesome it's like a colorado cars and coffee Blip shift only we're not blip-shaft. royalties. Yeah, blip shaft as, as we've liked to call it. So yes, I mean there are some interesting conditions. I mean everything we're doing is is for charity. So right, you know, unfortunately we're not able to offer any kind of monetary compensation, but definitely your name will be attached to the design on the T-shirt, and that's what we can offer. And as I said, it all goes to charity, and that's a cause that is greater than the whole to be honest with you all yeah for sure what yeah that's the most important thing yeah so perfect i think um we'll just move on so we're kind of playing with this idea of doing posts of the week so you know it's you guys post a lot of great stuff on you know the site and it's time to recognize that to really show, you know, we do see everything <laughs> being admins, of course we do, but there's some great stuff on there. So I think I'll just take this one real quick. Is this is probably self serving, but Matt, one of our admins, had the opportunity to take a picture of the new Bronco. That was the Bronco Sport, to be clear. It was not yes. the full size Bronco. Not the full size Bronco. Yes, it was the Bronco Sport, everybody. Which is but basically the... a beefed up Ford Escape. 
Yes, as somebody posted. <laughs> yes. So, so the bottom line is that post was it generated a lot of traffic, a lot of great conversation, lots of differing points of views that were incredibly detailed and wonderful to see. And, you know, no, just no real trolling or anything like that. It was just great conversation is what we have come to expect from all our members. So, you know, I'll give a shout out to, you know, to Matt for that. That's a wonderful post. Great interaction, great conversation in there, and it was really fun to read. So if you haven't seen that, I would suggest you definitely read all the comments in there and then comment how you feel about the Broncos board. And in general, the new Bronco. So that's that was mine for the week. I know we have got one more, so I do believe it's Matt or is it Alex? Yeah, Matt, you want to go next? Oh, yeah. I, well, I have the... There was another post that was made. I can't remember Jojo? who the user was. Yes, Jojo, and it was a of a Suzuki Cappuccino with a Nissan GTR badge stuck on the back of it. And it was funny because I I got the sense that he was trying to poke fun at the GTR badge on the back, but the comments turned into all these people talking about how much they wanted a Cappuccino and or in a, or the uh, the AutoZam AZ1, those little, just the little Japanese K cars. And I thought that was some fun discussion in those comments. Yeah, there you're right. And also, somebody found pictures of the Ferrari F40 kit for, was it the Cappuccino or the that AZ? That was for the AutoZam. Yeah, that was for the yeah. AZ1. Yeah. So that, that, that was, was a fun a, read. That was a great post. So, JoJo, hats off to you. Not too sure if you were whatever your intent was, but you got some great comments on there because. It went a great way. I loved all the coffee beans piping up. Yeah. Man, I could really go for an espresso right now. Yep, yep. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I got a, I got a quick and easy uh, post of the week. Um, shout out to uh, Jason Hensel. Hensel? I'm pretty sure I'm saying your name right. Um, so he, uh, he just put a quick post up. About his ten-year-old uh, son, they were at a uh, at a traffic light, and his ten-year-old son made him pause the radio and roll down the window so we could hear a, an Evo takeoff. Uh, just the the best proud papa moment, and um, and I relate with the kid because you know I'm in my 30s and I still do that. So you know that was that brought a smile to my face. I like that one. Yeah, you know I do remember being a kid and just listening to all those great like, sounds. Yeah, like Alex, I still do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody still does it. I mean <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, if I go through a, a tunnel and I know there's a good car near me, I, I will turn off my radio. And I have the advantage of having a a convertible, so and I will. So I think we all do that and it's great to see. That one hockey and two his son appreciating noises of Evos. It's what makes us all car nerds, right? Yeah, the noise. You know it. Really is. Really and I do. I have a an Instagram post or a couple posts that I wanted to to point out from this past week. This past weekend was the uh, Vale. What was it? The Vale. Something classic. Can't remember the name of the show. Does anybody remember what that was called? No, sorry. Hang on, I'm pulling it up. Research Google. on the fly. Vale Research Automotive the Classic. Fly. Yeah, Vale Automotive Classic. Yeah, so, so the Vale Automotive Classic was this past weekend. And there was one of our our followers, the one that we follow. Uh, I believe it's Apex 5 layer. It's Apex 5, 
L Y R on Instagram. And he had a couple good shots of a Ferrari 330 P4 uh, kit car. And it looks like the real deal. It's pretty sweet. And you can just see this big group of people standing around it, checking it out, taking pictures. I thought that was a really cool shot. So I just wanted to shout him out for that. That's very cool. Vale, Vale must be a really sweet place to do a little car show. I haven't been up there to that one particularly, but that must uh, be I was cool. looking at pictures from the show, and there was some crazy stuff there. He, he posted a video on his YouTube channel just of all these cars rolling in as they were cruising into the show. There were some cool classics up there. Put that one on the attend list next, next year. It's already on mine. <laughs> all right. So, well, we kind of needed Steve on it. But. Well, Alex, Alex should be able to take this one over. Weren't you there with him? Yeah, because Alex was there. So go for it, I was there. We'll, uh, we'll save a little bit for, for next week for Steve to really go in depth about this. But we, so Steve and I, um, we went to uh, Contours Cars and Coffee uh, and Gearheads Shop um, down in the Springs uh, before our charity event this last weekend and walked into some really cool cars. Um, there's a Carrera GT that met us right at the door and um, like the most clean E46 M3 I've ever seen. Um, just some, some really cool stuff in there. And in the corner was this car that neither Steve or I recognized. Um, and it was called a Talbot Matra. Um, I, we had no idea. We were kind of like going back and forth. Like, do you know what the hell this thing is? And, <laughs> and neither of us could figure it out. So we finally, um, finally pulled the guy aside and, and was like, man, what is this thing? Um, and it's apparently a French auto manufacturer. Terry, you know a little bit the, about this from living in the UK. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's uh, before these, you know, um, like after the, the, the Talbot Matra, they, they created the, the Matra Simca Begira, and which is just a replacement of that. And then they also had the... Uh, Matra Ranchero, which is kind of like a um, oil drive SUV type. So they're kind of fun, quirky little cars. You know, when I was a kid, I always wanted a Matra Simca Bagheera because the name is just effing fantastic. Because <laughs> it is. And it's a good reason. Yeah, right there. So yeah, I know a little bit. They're definitely French. They're kind of oddbally. Yeah, there's the, the most French thing about this car. Um... I'll steal Steve's joke here. Credit to him. So the the front seat is a three seater, not a bench seat like like an old American pickup. It was three seats, like bucket seats. Um, so you know that's just the most French thing ever, right? The menage a trois. There's a seat for your your wife and your girlfriend. Steve came up with that one. Uh, the combination of me and Steve while having our, oh there you go <laughs> our burgers after nice after building that car for charity. Nice. Well little secret because i know steve steve is steve can be very <laughs> yeah i mean it was a, a manual transmission too so there was a, a gear lever in the middle of the third at uh, the middle seat i mean not uh, you know right middle of the legs of the person sitting in the yeah. right watch out for fourth, fourth gear fourth gears fourth <laughs> gears are real bitch <laughs> yeah oh my god that's great so same layout, layout as the mclaren f1 yeah. Yep. And their new one, the uh, Speed Tail. Yeah, and the yeah. Uh, the T50 coming out. GMA, too. yeah, the GMA yep. T50. Some cool stuff. We'll and there was the all. and there was there was a Porsche with three seats too. No, no, sorry, a Ferrari with three seats. I, my my mistake. Not not a Porsche, because Germans like their 
their sex straight. So <laughs> you probably have to edit that one out. But. On on that note, you want to get into this nose swap thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into the nose swap thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, they have this Facebook page. Some people may know about it. It's called um, No Swap Nation. Um, it's basically somebody kind of photoshops the front view of a car onto another car. Like the picture we have here is a um, an older, the older uh, like '98 Toyota Supra with a uh, Toyota Camry front um, grille. And they've done that too. I guess also the new Supra recently. They've also thrown that onto that new uh, Nissan Proto Z, even <laughs> to try and spice it up. And so it's just it's pretty cool seeing all these different combinations. Some of them are actually you know pretty nice. I mean, I would I would like a Toyota Supra with a Toyota Camry front end. I think it actually looks pretty nice. Would definitely be a conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite recent one was the. Uh... The ND Miata front end photoshopped over the McLaren F1. And it was actually pretty well photoshopped. That's actually good. I've seen a few of them too. And they are definitely amusing. So I definitely, I would say you go check it out because it is uh, No Swap Nation on Facebook, correct, John? Yeah. And with um, grills in mind, um, I guess we'll talk about the new huge um, BMW grills. That's got some people upset <laughs> yeah yeah this so, is a very polarizing topic yes kind of like the uh bronco and the bronco sport so i own a bmw and i this is just me not like because i own a bmw and i'm a bmw purist because i am far from a bmw purist i just don't like the size of it on the four series i it just kind of looks a little overstated and just kind of awkward but then again it is something new so maybe it's just that initial reaction of, of seeing something and going i just don't think it fits you know nothing to do with like oh the kidney girls have to be this and that and this i just don't care i to me i just think it's awkward looking it's just a little very overstated and i just don't think it flows well in my personal opinion Maybe over the years it might grow on me, but I'm pretty much not going to buy a 4 Series anyway. And I have a an older E46, so take that as you will. What about you guys? Yeah, I think I have to agree with you there. Because it, I've seen some Photoshopped pictures where they'll make it a little bit smaller to about half the size. So it's still bigger than the traditional BMW front grille. And it looks a lot better. It's just, it's like you said, it's way too overstated. It just draws your eye too much because it is a good looking car. Otherwise it has a beautiful side profile, but that grill, I just can't get over it. I mean, I, I, I think part of the reason why they were going for that, because cars nowadays are needing more performance, needing more air, especially for emissions and all that. They've, they've been showing that actually on the new, you know, Camaros and new Corvettes, but um, they have to find a different way to kind of, uh, hide that i guess <laughs> i think there's a probably a design aspect of it too i mean with the laws and regulations in each country that you have to um abide by for the front of a car and the like the frontal impacts and the the pedestrian impacts and all that kind of stuff there's just nowhere to hide that design at some point you have to design your car to a certain spec 
to meet country requirements. And like, it's either there's a bunch of plastic on the front of your car or you make a big grill. And, uh, you know, seems like manufacturers are going with the latter there. Right. For a while, you, you had those big air dams that were like right underneath the, the front bumper. But even those didn't perform as well. They didn't pull as much air in as they should have. Right. So I, whatever you guys' thoughts are on that, you know, for the members that listen to podcasts, you know, you can leave your comments and stuff. But I think that's how we feel about it. I think it's a, I think it's a trend we're going to continue to see for sure. Yes. Yeah. And a trend right. we will talk about in uh, like three topics with yes. the release of the Proto-Z. Yep. Teaser. <laughs> yeah, little teaser there. Yep, just so we know. Okay. Do we want to deal with the right-hand drive? Yeah, the right-hand drive cars. Um, mentioning that, um, something actually happened. Um, I have a car friend, um, Steve Graham. He um, he has a right-hand drive Honda Civic, and he got pulled over, and he was he was given a ticket and told that he needed a license for it to be right-hand drive, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know you needed that <laughs> do you is that a yeah is that a real thing or is the cop just kind of writing him something there yeah i'm i'm kind of interested to look into that now yeah that's really interesting yeah he wrote him up for that and um exhaust so i don't know if he was just messing around but i mean with cars coming from europe and the mailbox trucks and everything i don't know you need a license for that yeah, follow up on that for us. I want to know. I want to know if that sticks or if there was any validity to that. Right. There's tons of right-hand drive cars, especially now as you know some of the some of the hot '90s JDM cars are starting to become legal for the 25-year law. You start to see a lot of R R32s, and now you're starting to see the R33s. Um, I've seen a few of the earlier Evos out right. that were right-hand drive. Um, Sylvia's. I think if that were the case, we'd be hearing about a lot more right-hand drive tickets than right. You know, with enough with enough right-hand guys that we see at these car shows, I feel like we yeah. hear something. I, yeah, I feel like I'm going to call BS on this. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And actually, so I have uh, I have a couple articles pulled up just for this topic, um, and the very first one is like, is driving a right-hand uh, drive car legal in the USA? Um, and and you know the synopsis is yes, it is. Um, I'm sure there's some, you know, we're, we are a local government run country. So I'm sure there's some like different state, um, maybe different municipality laws on those, but you know, I think, I think generally, yeah, there's no laws against right-hand drive cars. Yeah. So I pulled up, um, nadaguys.com essentially on the same thing that Alex was doing. And it says penalty fees, as long as the car meets us safety standards and is properly registered, there are no penalties or fees for driving right hand drive vehicle. So John, it sounds like your buddy needs a lawyer. Yeah. It's time, John. Take it to the man. I don't even think he needs a good lawyer. This one should be pretty, pretty easy to fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I could pretend to be a lawyer and get this one done. So, but the other interesting look, a little piece in here just to mention about right right hand drives is blah 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 but all novelty aside having a right hand drive car in the united states is mostly impractical drivers mention that they are serious safety issues when it comes to things like changing lanes or overtaking other vehicles on two-lane highways and as we all know 
Utilizing drive-up windows, like drive-through lane or trying to pay tolls, is challenging if you're by yourself. So for all you who, you know, back up to the drive-through at McDonald's, I'm pretty sure you can't do that at toll booth, so knock it off. <laughs> yeah, so moral of the story there is uh, if you're going to go out and buy a right-hand import, don't spend so much money on it that your wife leaves you because you'll need somebody in that passenger <laughs> yeah, Exactly seat. right. <laughs> exactly. So... I mean, I grew up in England, so right-hand drive cars, because, you know, in England, we drive on the correct side of the road. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, just face it, okay? <laughs> Enjoy the fact that it was a colony, and you guys opted out, don't know why, because you should have stayed, because you get to do really cool things like eat deep-fried spam, come on. But, I mean, I've driven, I, I drive in, in England when... When I go back and stuff and, you know, I drive over here and there's a certain amount of adjustment to it, you know, but I can see the, you know, to import, you know, a JDAM over, you have no choice. It's going to be a right-hand drive car. So what can you do? We were having this discussion yesterday in, in some prep and we were saving some of it for here, but I, I, it came to me. I don't really understand why manufacturers don't, just sell like left and right hand drive cars in in other countries like you know um my example was ford mustang. just yeah. yeah yeah just recently started selling the mustang in the uk in uh right hand drive why weren't they selling it in left hand drive the whole time and terry i think your opinion mostly was like people just wouldn't buy it because it's weird well yeah i mean it's kind of impractical because yeah I mean, you're driving on the other side of the road over there, and then you got to have a car that doesn't line up that way. You know, you've got to get into the to the other side of the vehicle. You're on the other side of the road. You have serious, you know, vision, you know, issues overtaking. And then, you know, there's some really fun country lanes in England, <laughs> so it'd be really interesting. I mean, my father imported American cars in into England. I won't get into depth, but trust me, he just didn't choose the good ones. He drove a couple and he just stopped driving us. They were just insane. But people do it. As I said, my my neighbor down the road from us had a 1970 Mach 1 Mustang. And that thing was bigger than the damn road I lived on. So it can be done. But I think we all came to the agreement that manufacturers should just make three-seaters and put the driver in the middle and it solves the problem. Right. Yeah, just adapt. Clarin the Clarin. style. Yep. Yes. Yep. Just, just McLaren everything. Superior drivability, driver cars only. Yes. Yeah. Case closed there. Yeah. Everyone it's done. Follow, follow McLaren. Yep. Follow McLaren. So Ford and Chevy and Nissan, everybody else, you follow McLaren. End of story. We have spoken. Can you imagine like a center seat pickup truck or a <laughs> yeah. suburban? Yeah. <laughs> <That'd> be awesome. <laughs> center seat. <laughs> be great. It would be fantastic. I love it. I love it. Or a center, a center seat like smart car. Yeah, you wouldn't have room for any other seats though. Right, and that way that, and then the smart car cannot be sold because of that reason. There we go. So we have we have solved two problems: to the ability to import cars everywhere by having three seats up front and the driver in the middle, and no more smart cars. My, uh, my last little tidbit here is I love cars that make only a partial effort to like really move things to left or right hand drive, right? So 
Porsche is famous for um, the key. I don't know if this is still now, but in old Porsches, um, the turnkey to start the car was always on the left side of the steering column, even in left-hand drive. Still is. And that's just because they didn't feel like putting it on the right of the steering column. You want to engineer switched. two steering columns there, yeah. <laughs> right, I love right. that. Good old German engineering. Exactly. Why, why change it? Yeah, there you go. Or, I mean, I do remember there is, wasn't there like two stories on that? Like the other one is because of Le Mans, because when they used to race there and it was like tradition. I think that was like another story that I heard on that one too. Is that a real story? I always thought that was just a, like a wives' tale thing. I mean, I think it's a wife tailey thing. I'm not too sure because I heard that growing up. Maybe it's true. That it, it was because, you know, some of it was, you know, like in honor of, of Le Mans. But I really have to look it up and see when Porsche really started racing at Le Mans. Or maybe it's not really Le Mans. Maybe it's just Porsche racing because I think they've always been on the left-hand side. So I'm putting up an article. I'm pretty sure Alex is right. And I'm pretty sure our members will tell us. Remember, at any point, feel free to jump in the comments and call us out on our bullshit. Yeah, please do. I might be wrong here. Germany drives on the right side of the road. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they would be left-hand drive. Germany yeah, would be. Yes, just like us. Okay. So maybe I'm wrong about that, and it really is that they just like the, the turnkey on the left side because of huh. the running starts in Le Mans. So I do believe that's that's probably true. I do believe that is probably true because that's the story I've always heard because the running starts at Le Mans. So if I did a little research, I don't want to read it all, but supposedly that that's what it is. So definitely call us out on our bullshit or tell us we're right. And we're, we're probably right. Just one of those little details. That, oh, yeah, I drive a race car. <laughs> so I'll read this real quick. The engineers at Porsche had observed over the years that the location of the niche on the same side as the clutch, that is on the right, generated a small but transcendental loss of time. Drivers had to first start the engine and then engage first gear with the same hand. And so at Porsche, they decided to move the ignition key to the left side, and that's for racing. So there, there you go. And you can turn the like... key and shift into first and at shift. the same yep. time. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, that is the most race car thing in the entire universe. That is. Looks like uh, looks like I'm moving just to spite Terry and to piss him off. I'm gonna move the ignition switch on my Miata over to the left side so that I can say I drive a race car. Nice, Matt is banned. <laughs> there we go. That's <laughs> great. It's great, Matt. It's great. So there, there we go. So I think we just uh, discovered what I think all of us knew, but that that was fun. So. That is why supposedly Porsche has it over there. Or we could just say they're German and deal with it. That's what they wanted, and that's what you get. German engineering. Perfect. Okay. Forgotten cars. Yes. So we can touch on this one real quick, I do believe, and we can keep on touching on it. So something we've been talking about, like just forgotten cars or cars that you rarely see nowadays. Um for me, it's going to be a little bit different because uh, some of the cars that I really see, you know, were going to be based in Europe and stuff. But I will say this. There's one car over here I really see is a Chevy Vega. That is true. Well, because they all rusted away. Ah, there we go. 
But I've seen a few of those. I have seen a few of those. Hey, I did. I, w- I was thinking of that today. I'm going, you know what I haven't seen out there? I see plenty of older Camaros and all that stuff. I don't see any Chevy Vegas. The first time I saw one, it was across the street from where I worked in high school. And I drove past it like three days. And I was like, what the hell is this thing? Because, you know, it kind of has that that Camaro look of that era. But it's just kind of just a little bit off. And it took me a while to realize it was a Vega. So that's my little contribution today. I think this is going to be an ongoing topic. But that's my contribution, the Chevy Vega. I think some of the other ones we talked about were the uh, the Mazda RX-7, which that one, I feel like we're starting to see more again. And I, I have a theory as to why we're seeing that one more again. Because the guys who originally owned them didn't drive them because they saw how much they were appreciating. Now the people that grew up with them can afford them, and they would rather drive them than let them sit in a garage. Because I have seen two in the last week and a half. Right. I think the ones um, I'm missing are the DSMs, like the old uh, Eclipse and the Plymouth Laser, the Eagle Talon. I'm missing those to see those a lot. I think too many, too many of those were wrapped around trees and and in ditches. I think Fast and Furious ruined those. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were affordable. They were affordable in high school, and you could just beat the piss out of them. Yeah, I know a few people. Yep, I knew a few people that had them in high school and they just beat the crap out of them if they weren't already beaten up when they got it. Yeah, those motors could take it, man. Those uh, oh, yeah. 4G63 in there was uh, was pretty bulletproof. Right, it's a legendary could... motor. This is a kicked-off tuner culture in America. Yeah, you could throw a lot of dumb tuning at those and uh, they'd, they'd reward you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the ones I brought up was the, uh, the Dodge Stealth. You see, like, so the ZX300 Twin Turbo... Um, 300ZX Twin Turbo, um, the 3000GT, VR4, and then the Dodge Stealth is, was kind of like in that realm, but just really, really forgotten. I don't, I don't really see it I, I feel anywhere. like the Stealth was more forgotten because it had a Dodge emblem on it. The, because I, it was I, a Dodge. I, I see, yeah, I see far more <laughs> of the... Not, <laughs> not, not necessarily to shit on Dodge, but... but uh, yeah, we could do you know, that here. The main car, I know. The main car was the... Uh, was a 3000 GT. So you see more of those. I feel like those, those were a little bit more desirable than the stealth. Right. And then you had, yeah, the, the, the stealth never, never came with an all wheel drive option. Did it? There's only the, only the 3000 GT had the VR four. I don't think that there was ever an all wheel drive option on the stealth. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. And then we got the Chrysler crossfire. <laughs> I've seen, I saw one at my work. Um, and the customer is like, oh, don't close the, the rear, um, the, the trunk door, because I guess the glass can break or something. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Again, another Dodge Chrysler product. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was a weird mashup. I don't, uh, Wasn't the, it a Mercedes collaboration? Yeah, the SRT6 was a, had yeah. a, a Mercedes motor in it, actually. I did not know that. Some friends that opened a tuning shop, and they got their star. They're pretty big now. Uh, shout out Euro tuned. Um, I think they're they're big in Texas right now. They uh, they started by tuning uh, Chrysler Crossfire SRT sixes, which was just this you know the strangest um, club to show up at a tuning shop. Um, but yeah, uh, Mercedes Motors. So uh, Euro tuned does you know all 
uh, European engines, a lot of Mercedes, a lot of BMW, um, some Lamborghini. And yeah, so the SRT6, they were used to because of the Mercedes motor. So weird little cars. From uh, trusty Wikipedia, uh, is based on the Mercedes-Benz uh, R170 platform, which was the SLK of the same era. It shares 80% of the components. So it's basically just a Mercedes with a Chrysler body kit. Yep. The original Toyota BMW mashup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chrysler was known for doing some some weird mashups in that era. Wasn't that the, the same era where they came out with the PT Cruiser or was that a little bit before? Yes. Oh. Uh, the PT Cruiser might have been a little earlier because the Crossfire was, it says 03 here. The Prowler too. Oh yeah, the Prowler. Yeah. The underpowered Prowler. Yeah, the, the, so the Cruiser came out just before, a couple years before the uh, the Crossfire. I'll give Chrysler credit for trying back then, man. They really, they they actually were one of the early ones that was doing the, uh, what was the term we used for the retro modern? Yeah. Retro mod. Yeah. Yeah. Retro mod. They were working on that retro modern look. Yeah, the only thing I just wanted to do is they could have put a better engine into the Prowler because the Prowler... Had that V6 in it, yeah. It should have right. had a V8. It should have had an eight. I mean, but whatever. You know, you get to the point where, you know, bean counters, budgets, whatever. I mean, but Damn I think, counters. yeah. So just a correction. Uh, the Dodge Stealth did come in all-wheel drive on the RT Turbo. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yes, it did. There you go. I stand corrected. I will poo-poo on our own admins, and I will will post and say, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Thank you for fact-checking me, Terry. We'd this rather be right. Is on drive. I'd rather be wrong and be corrected. But yeah, I just felt like looking that up, so I did. Um, about the Plymouth Prowler, um, I guess somebody was actually talking about it on another podcast, and they were talking about swapping in a different engine, and I guess one of the problems they ran into is there's not like really any room in that engine bay any room yeah you would have yeah, just a wedge you have no room yeah. yeah i'm sure you could throw like a turbo four cylinder or something in there nowadays you know even oh, our easily yeah little 2.3 in rs has 100 more horsepower than the v6 and the prowler i think that or might just ls swap everything probably do <laughs> build <laughs> There's my contribution to the engine swap. Ellis, swap everything. Just cut the cut the quarter panels out and yeah, screw it. Open headers out the side on the Prowler. G bucket, baby. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, but we'll definitely be revisiting the forgotten cars or really see stuff on other podcasts. So, and then you know what? Go right ahead and leave your comments and you know mention what kind of cars you know are forgotten or you rarely see, etc. Cue the member berries. Yes. Oh, I remember. I remember. I remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Nissan's the prototype. Yeah, this is this is a hot one. This has been all all over the car pages in the last uh, well now about twenty four hours, a little over twenty four hours now. Yeah. At the time of recording. Yeah. Um, I don't have an issue with it. I think it looks okay. I mean, I don't have an issue with about ninety percent of it. So what's your 10%? The grill. It, it, not necessarily the grill. The grill is fine. It's it's just the way that it looks head on. And I don't know if it's it's pictures. And that's the thing with some of these newer cars with these real sharp angles. I don't think they're as photogenic. 
they end up looking better in person than they do in photos. Case in point, the Bronco Sport that I went and looked at today. And I, I just, there's something about that combination of the headlights and the grill that doesn't look right to me. So from the wheels back, it's phenomenal. I love it. But something about that front grill. And maybe that'll, maybe my opinion will change once I see it in person. But right. I guess we'll have to wait. And it's definitely a proto, so they, it might change. Right. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat with Matt. Kind of, I mean, the grill, I'm not really too crazy about, but I, I'm okay with the lights and the rest of it. And of course, it's a prototype, so it's probably going to be changing quite a bit. I mean, it's kind of like that, um, like the Pontiac GTO. They had this really cool prototype, and then when they came out, it just looked like basically a Grand Am almost. Sedan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about the the revamped GTO. Yeah. 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 I like. I don't know if any of you guys watched the actual reveal video. They talked about where they took inspiration. Their two biggest, really, what they said was the 240 and the and the 300ZX, which you can you can definitely see. They said the mm-hmm. the rear end, that black strip, and everything is paying homage to the 300ZX. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the front end, and actually the square grill is from the 240, but the 240 had that chrome bumper across the front. Yeah. So it breaks it up. So if you take the chrome bumper off the front of a 240, it has that big rectangular fish mouth grill. Right. The drift missile look. It just comes from the factory this time around. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm gonna take some crap for this. I don't know what it is, but I've never been a Z car fan. Like all the way back to the three hundred Z, the three fifty Z, um, the three seventy Z. I just I don't know what it is. They just don't do it for me. I've never been interested in them. I think, you know, um, the 240 is probably the last thing that, and it, just because it's like a cool throwback car, I drive that one of those around, but I, I just, I'm not a fan of, of that platform at all. And for years, just, just never done it for me. And I don't think this one changes that. For yeah, me, it definitely me. has, from the side, it definitely has the same, similar silhouette to the, the 350 and the 370. It's got that long hood and the the sloped back, the short the short trunk. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Z hater. I don't know what it is. Sorry, guys. I think you're part of the rare few there. I don't know too many people that don't like the Z. Probably. Can you repeat your name for the members? <laughs> don't at don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> you know, in fairness, yeah, uh, the only the 240 was the only one I really liked. After, I mean. We had a 280 in England for a little bit, but after that, I, I was never a fan of the 300, never a fan of the 350, 370. So. Well, yeah, I was a fan. I was a fan of the the original S30 platform. So that was the the 240, the 260, and the 280Z. I was right. not a fan of the, I believe it was 280ZX. I didn't like yeah. that one. That was like the 80s. It was it got boxy yeah. and it had stupid pedestrian uh, oh, yeah. safety well, standards they had to put the big chunky blocks on the grill overriders and... yeah yeah you had the overriders over here we didn't have we we had wholesome pedestrian killers in england so yeah yeah you guys are lucky you, you retained beautiful cars for a little bit longer <laughs> but yeah i mean just straight out with alex i've never really been a fan just just the older ones i just never got into it i mean that's 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 my opinion so go ahead and hate me no, I'll agree with you. I was not a fan of the 300 too much. I mean, it's not a bad-looking car. It's a great performance car, and I think they're fun to drive. The looks just didn't do it for me. Right. The first time I saw one, 
and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. The first time I saw one, I thought it was a Saturn because of the headlights. Well, it was. <laughs> so people can hate me now. <laughs> yeah, it turns out uh, all of Colorado Cars and Coffee are Z haters. So uh, sorry. You know? yeah. But I, I, I do like the 350. Not John. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, if if we're gonna go <laughs> if we're gonna go full absolute disclosure, uh, I don't like any of the Fast and Furious movies. So there you go. Oh, I only like them because I'm nostalgic for them. Aww. Watching them as as movies for the plot is not good. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, I watch movies for a plot. So no. I love that. If you look at the Rotten Tomato scores <clears throat> on the movies. People over the years start catching on and like understanding the ridiculousness of them. Yeah, and the, the Rotten Tomato scores. No, no, no. They go up. They go up over the years. <laughs> That's great. Like people didn't understand the stupidness of the first one or the second one or the third one, but like the fourth one starts rising a little bit. The fifth one starts rising a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then like seven, you know, six and seven were like big blockbusters and good ratings, and like people started catching on. Like, okay, these are just dumb action movies. It was just dumb fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was I dumb love them, fun man. with cool cars. Sure. Hey, no, and that's fine. That's fine. I, it, it, I hate them. So <laughs> you're entitled to that, that. Not a ton of substance, but uh, that's not always what you want in a movie, right? Right. right. Okay. And trust me, I've watched some garbage in my life that I think is the greatest movies ever made. So straight out, there are many movies that I watch. I go, these things are great, and they're completely stupid. And one of them is Starship Troopers. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That movie is just. And remember, I've I've read the book, and then I have people that say to me, well, I read the book and I saw the movie, and they're not alike. I go, yeah, you didn't catch on from the very beginning? <laughs> yeah. just, you know, this is not just a fun for all. <laughs> it's yeah, fun. Exactly. But there there you go. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, I think it's definitely the millennial generation that likes the the Fast and Furious movies. Yes. Sure. The nostalgia yes. thing about it. It was right. tuner culture was at a, at a high at that time. Totally. Totally. Okay, so we're getting close to the end here, guys. So um, I think we'll just mention speedycop.com, which yeah. was 24 of Le Mans. Right. Lemons. What's Lemons? Le Mans. I know Le Terry's Mans. accent makes it a little hard to understand, but that was Lemons. Le Mans. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody got to see some of what was there, but... You know, so was uh, the upside down uh, Camaro at last week's Lemons? Uh, I don't know if that one specifically has been there. He just has a lot of weird creations that are actually drivable, like the upside down Camaro. Um, he has that uh, kind of Volks, old Volkswagen van that's like sitting on the side. On the and side. Then has, yeah, like the St. Louis kind of almost looks like a plane. He just has all these weird things driving around. Yeah, they don't look like they should be drivable, but they are. But they are. So just, you know what? You should check them out. I mean, there is the Facebook page, which which is Speedy Cop, and then speedycop.com. So it's really interesting to see. The engineering is quite impressive. So we just want to kind of go there and just say, you know, go scope it out. Yeah, next next time you say to yourself you're you're sitting at work and you got time to kill and you're like, I think I've seen all of the internet now. You haven't, go to speedycop.com and you will be thrilled with what you see. Yeah. That's very true. Very true. So, um 
now we're getting you know towards the end here so um as many of you know we do have sponsors so i just want to give a, a little shout out to one of our sponsors abe who is with um main street insurance agency you can go to their site at www.ibronis.com that is i-b-r-o-i-n-s.com so abe is a sponsor with color of cars and coffee and right now he's actually running a little drawing for all color cars and coffees members he did post on there and essentially he is giving away the hot wheels version of the eclipse from fast and furious so only thing you need to do on here is let me just double check in here so just comment below on his post so please go find abe's post and it will be titled as a sponsor post and it's Abe from Main Street Insurance. And you would just comment below and also he will provide you with a free auto insurance quote and also give you 10 additional entries into the drawing and an extra 20% off your insurance. So of course, if you go with that quote and the winner will be announced on Friday. So at the time of this recording, you have two more days. Well, technically two and a half, but we call it early evening. So definitely go check that out and definitely check out Abe at Main Street Insurance Agency. You said the drawing's on Friday? Yes, drawing is on Friday. The winner will be announced Friday. We'll post this Friday morning. So if you're listening to the podcast, um, drop what you're doing. Yes. Comment immediately. Yep. Immediately. <laughs> Make it happen. Eclipse from the Fury. And I know you want that Eclipse bad, Terry. You just told us how much you love Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was kind of amusing. But yes, yes. The only thing in Fast and Furious I would take is basically the Mark 1A Escort Mexico. Yes. That Bring is that one of out. my dream cars. Good. So to ruin your life, my friend's father had a Mark 1 Escort Mexico. Yes, it's okay. He also had a Ford Cortina Lotus. Wow. Yeah. Yep, I hated him too. So. <laughs> I've looked at importing just a, just a regular RS, for, or not, a, not an RS, just a regular. Mark 1. Yeah, just a regular Ford. Mark 1 Mark from one that era. Ford. Yeah. And it's not, it, that's a little bit more in my budget. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's crazy you don't see more of them I, i've never actually seen one in person i know there's a I, few i know there's a few in the states i've seen pictures yep but i've never actually seen one in person and that is one of my like classic dream cars right there i would rather have that over over an old mustang or an old camaro i would rather have that escort well i got the ride in the back seat of that numerous times with my friend yeah i just uh looking real quickly on uh, eBay autos here. You can grab one in various conditions from anywhere from 19,000 to 50,000 pounds, which for US dollars is what, like like 30 to 70 grand or something like yeah. that? So. Yeah. I, could, I, I found a few. I wasn't on eBay Motors. I was looking on, I, I bumped a VPN over to the UK and I was looking at some stuff over there. I found a few that were like around the $12,000 mark, but they needed work. Yeah. And they still needed to be imported too. Yep. So, yeah. One day. One day one I will day. own one, but yes. it may not be any day soon. 
<laughs> well, yeah, go for it. You keep that dream alive. Just know that I've written in the back of them. Shut it, Terry. <laughs> While we are on the subject of Ford, I did not talk about uh, the Bronco at all. So today, this is Wednesday. We are recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, today I went and saw the Bronco Sport. And to be clear, it was not the full-size Bronco. Uh, they had it at uh, O'Meara Ford in North Glen. And so I went in and checked it out because it was only there for like four hours and then it's moving on to another dealership. I was surprised with it. It would I own one? Probably not, because it's built on the on the escape platform and I'm not an I'm not a compact SUV guy. But I thought it was refreshing in the backdrop of all of these compact SUVs that look the same. I thought it was refreshing to see something a little bit different. And I know people are people say, Oh, it's not a real Bronco. I don't care what it is. It still looks better than an Equinox or a or a Hyundai Tucson. I'd much rather have the the Bronco Sport than any of those. Yeah, excited to see some of those in the wild coming up. Those will, those will be fun. Yeah, if anything, it made me more excited to see the the full size Bronco. All right, I guess that's it for us here. Bye, everybody. Night all. See you guys later. Wear a mask. <laughs>